Hi, radio fam. I actually don't know what episode this is. <laughs> I don't have my sheet in front of me. I think it was like four or some shit. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I try to use Twitter and Instagram to have polls and ask questions and figure out what you guys need help with so I can try to bring you content. And social media actually comes up a lot. First of all, if you go to our blog at theradiofam.com and there's a category in there called brand and social, there's some good resources in there. Also, if you check out the last episode of this podcast with Joe and Tina, they have a lot of great tips. And my guest today is Laura Hardy, aka Regular Laura. Laura does an excellent job on social media, and I first noticed her um, because of her bright hair. She always has fun colored hair, whether it's blue, purple, green. It's awesome. It stands out. I love it. Laura does an excellent job at really just taking the most simple things that you could be doing on um, social media to build her audience, really. Um, Just making friends with people online. And when you do that, should something happen to you and you get let go at the radio station, if you've built this audience and these friends, like they're going to, a lot of them are going to move with you to wherever you, what platform you want to do next. And That's so important because if you don't do that, and I see so many people not, that when they are let go are completely lost. They don't have a network, nothing. So as you are building your brands, you're going to want to build your audiences. And Laura is going to give you some tips on how to do that. Also, make sure to come back for the next episode because that one is going to be about TikTok. Oh, wait, no, that's two episodes from now. Yeah, okay. So two episodes from now, we're going to talk about TikTok. But for today, grab your notebooks and take in the tips that Laura's going to give you here. I do the morning show locally and then I do middays for two like satellite markets in our in our company. So I do middays in Wichita, Kansas on T95, which is a badass heritage rock station. And I'm like, I'm so happy to have that gig. And then I do middays on uh, Z92 in Omaha, which is like the home of the Todd and Tyler show. And they're great. And I really like being able to follow them because they set up a good launch board for me and and they've got a great audience and so uh and they're two modern rock stations so it's kind of fun because like my morning show's on a classic rock station and then I do middays on two modern rock stations so I get to kind of I get to explore different ways of telling the same jokes and stories like I get to be way more edgy on my middays and I, I start off light in the morning and then I wake up and get angry at everything and then I take that out on the modern rock stations so <laughs> <laughs> and it works so because the, the Todd Tyler show is very very like aggressively left-leaning which is very rare for radio and oh. so like any jokes I want to make I'm not going to get in trouble for like they've already made way worse that morning I'm good <laughs> oh, that's awesome <laughs> I think my bosses when they when they hired me they were like this isn't gonna work like they had no faith in it at all because they didn't hire me to be a morning show like they hired me to be a traffic reporter and then I became the co-host on the morning show and then the morning show blew up and they're like well we'll let you sit here until we hire someone more competent and then I got number one first out the gate and they were like you can keep sitting there so um but they don't they never understood it it took a couple of years of them just like staring at it weirdly like this Everything in our books that we've been taught in in Radio 101 and the same shit we do, which is, which is radio's biggest problem, is doing the same shit we've done for 40 years and not yep. changing it at all. Like, we did this contest in the 80s, then why are you doing it now? This oh is not God. the 80s. We don't do that anymore. And so it's like, I think with me, they thought the same thing. It's got to be some 
you know, 40 something dude with dick jokes constantly. And I can make blue jokes. I do go that way. Like, and I think that's why it works, but I think they forgot about the power of a young girl to older men, unfortunately, which is not my favorite thing, but it works. So. It's, oh my God. It's so true. <laughs> I'm in t-shirts and stuff. Like I've never, I'm not wearing bikinis. I'm not, I mean, I did do the one white snake video, but that's the closest I get to anything that's like remotely risque. So it's like, I think it's not always creepy. I think sometimes I remind them of their kids. Yeah. And so uh -huh. it's like, you know, they're adult grown up kids that they don't get to see as much. And so sometimes I think they find it endearing and, and appreciate my takes. And I don't go anything polarizing or age oriented. Like my content is very evergreen across the board on purpose because I want it to be an everybody included sort of experience while still being fun and, and still having sarcasm and wit and all that. And, you know, I think that I mean, half of them are definitely horny old men, and that's fine. It's, you know, <laughs> it's fine. It pays the bills. They don't touch. It's yeah, not an OnlyFans, Mom. You're welcome. You know, like, <laughs> you know, it's like I found my way to, to milk it without taking my shirt off. So, like, don't be mad. You know, it's cool. that's That's what I'm saying. And you just you, do what I, you gotta do. Like, your TikTok is so good. It's so funny. Like, it's, it's what I was like. It, like, I know you have a lot, but, like, it should have more. Like, it is so you know, good. People keep saying that to me, and I, you know, I'm the least, I'm the least confident human that ever lived, considering my <laughs> position. So, like, I'm always just like, I mean, I'm really impressed. I got four thousand because I don't feel like I'm worth that. But like, I, I, I don't know. I'll get there. I think it's just hard. You know, I swore I was never gonna get on TikTok before the pandemic. I was like, this shit's stupid. I did Vine. I'm not playing this game again. I refuse. I fuck you guys I hate video like I hate doing video I don't like my face I don't want to do this so I went to radio I would have gotten into tv if I wanted to be in tv so that was always my mentality and then yeah you know the pandemic happened that I was like I'm really bored like that's literally it and so I like I, I made it like April 2020 I made my tiktok account and I was like okay well I'm gonna start doing this and then like it felt like every time I'd post one I'd do a little bit better uh -huh. a little bit better and it's like you know I didn't get that instant boost like everybody wants but once I started grinding and getting the hang of it now it's like my stuff does pretty decently I mean I'm still not that big but like like I've watched several people really blow up and doing like that like brew oh yeah uh, dude he he kills it and like we've got an account for one of my midday stations and so the guy who's there in the market started doing like kind of like brewery was taking requests like hey tell me what song you want to hear and so he'd talk up the ramp and make a tiktok of it and so like our account grew like two thousand people one day because we did that one afternoon oh wow and it's like that's all it takes is like yep. the, the minimal amount of effort of just interacting with people and doing something that's unique and different because i think radio we all are disillusioned about how cool our job is yep because we do it every day and it's like yeah whatever i sit here with a board and make stupid jokes every day i'm, I'm bored with it but like the reality of it is, is so many people think that's so cool and so it's like if you can find ways to let people in behind the scenes without being hacky I think you can find a lot of fame just by just the novelty of the weirdness of this industry you know to me it's more opportunities because you're able to grow it not just on the radio you have all these that's why there, there's a lot of people that I'll see just based on social media that I just assume they're in a big market like, I don't go look I'm just like oh they're just in a big market and then I'll like talk to them I'm like wait you're where <laughs> I was like oh, oh yeah social media I would totally not believe that <laughs> there are two or three people that like I frequently forget that they're in really small markets and I'm like how do you have 50,000 people like there aren't even 50,000 people where you live 
Uh, right. Like, you know, exactly. like I'm in a, I'm in a million person metropolis and I'm like, I got 10 grand. Right. And like, you're over here in like BFE and you've got 50,000 people. How the hell did you do that? Like, and then like, I meet them, like, there's one person, I'm not going to name names. Uh -huh. I'm not, but there's one person specifically and they have a whole bunch of followers, but like, I met them in real life. I'm like, you are the most boring person I've ever met. Like you have no personality and i'm like how how did you did you buy them did you buy them like your social media is not even that interesting other than you ask questions like everyone does like because all jocks started doing that shit and that's why i don't do it like i'm like i'm not asking you all questions like i'm just gonna be me and if you like it cool if you don't i don't care anymore uh-huh i think uh -huh. i think when i stopped caring is when i started doing better because it's like the second they can smell the try on you they don't like it like my tiktok is mostly not my listeners uh -huh. um yeah. they're they're all random people but i've gained listeners out of it like i've had people like we've got one of those future apps where you could do the open mic like everyone has anymore these days oh yeah and uh and so i got an open mic from a tiktoker who was like hey i found you on tiktok and i started listening to all your stuff on here and you're awesome and i'm like that's my bosses can now not yell at me for doing this at work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It went to their email. I'm safe. There's one that I have 20 million views on. Oh my God. And I think it's 20. It's like millions of views. I don't remember. I haven't checked it in a while, but yeah. it's got at least over a million views. And uh, it like, it's just ducks pouring out of a chute from a remote. <laughs> And like we dump dunks into a river for a charity event and i did it with that look at all those chickens and it got millions of views and i'm like i thought this was gonna get two likes and i was gonna have to delete it and it's the most viral thing i've ever posted i'm so angry for like a week after that i was like i'm not even making tiktoks anymore i fucking hate this app the success is worse than not getting success like i hate it it makes me so bad <laughs> Of people that don't know social media as well i'm like yeah. just don't get as discouraged like because one day it's gonna hit and one day it's not and like i've figured out some of the tricks to TikTok because like your shorter sounds and things people have to loop you trick the algorithm algorithm a little bit you'll get on the for you page easier so like i've learned if you keep it under 15 seconds your odds are better oh um God. but like it's still all BS. Like, there's no good posting times. I've tried, I've read all the shit out there. Like, you post between one and three on Tuesday. Fuck, fuck off. Like, none of that stuff works. Uh -huh. It's all based on when people happen to be on the phone and when the right people happen to interact and you can't possibly. I mean, you could be reasonable at about window times, but yep. like a lot of that stuff is just experts trying to get you to believe their BS so they can sell you stuff. So. <laughs> so true I, and and reels is still in that like probationary period where they like extra up your stuff to get you addicted to it like mm -hmm. like when facebook live first came around like i've witnessed i've noticed that and i'm like yes. well i'm gonna abuse this like i'll just post my tiktoks over here too because they're totally different audiences it's free and it's not like you know we've been trying to beg our corporate to to buy us like one editing machine we're like listen like Get us one Adobe Cloud Suite. Get us one editing machine for the whole cluster. We're not asking for a lot. Like, just invest 500 bucks or whatever. Like, I'll build the fucking thing myself. Just give me the parts. Yeah. Like, it's not even about getting it done. It's just because it's like they wanted to fit, like, they want to build a green screen wall. And we were all like, well, what, what are you going to do with the green screen wall? We don't have anything to edit anything. They're like, well, you guys know how. It's like, yes, we do know how. But do we have the equipment? 
nope, <laughs> it's how this works. And they're like, you could do it with your phone. I'm like, no, that's not how that works. There are apps that can do that, but no, you don't even need a green screen if you're going to go that far. Like, don't even waste the money on that. Right. Part. And so you, it's like, it's, they, it's they trying to explain it. to these people that don't social media, how social media works. They don't get it at all. <sighs> I'm just going to keep grinding. I'll, I'll do something other than ducks and get viral one of these times. Stupid <laughs> bastard ducks. It still pisses me off. Still makes me so mad. I don't have anything to do with me. Right. Yeah, like go down on my page. It's like probably half. It's probably a a couple of thumb flicks. It's from like April. But it's just this giant, like it's a shipping crate. And basically, they had a shipping crate full of rubber ducks and it's just being dumped into the river. And that's That's it. (laughs) It's literally six seconds long. And I think because it's six seconds long, it loops so much because people are trying to be like, what the fuck is that? Because that's exactly what you do when you look at it. It's just like, what What is this? And so I think I tricked the algorithm by making it short and people having to, because it doesn't have that many likes. It only has like 5,000 likes, which is stupid. I'm like, how do I have millions of views and five, fuck you guys. on something like I tried on to do that well, please. Like, that's it. That's all I want pay off for my effort <laughs> like just make it worth waking up that early and putting on makeup please, please. <laughs> you know at first in radio they could they could use the excuse of like well we've always done it this way or whatever and try to but now with social media and stuff like that we're all learning it together as we go so there is no oh well we did it this way like you said there's some bullet points that are about some guidelines that are gonna get you where you need to go otherwise it's figuring it out playing with things you know Sometimes having to delete it and repost it, but they, they suck at it. And then when they decide, okay, we're going to put some effort into it, they way overthink it. Like you said, like that, or yeah. just like not yeah. enough. And you're just like, no, you guys, it, we, no, <laughs> just ask, yeah. me, ask the people that work there. You know, I think that's a difference between like our generation, the younger generation versus the folks above us in both radio and in general. Like we're all like, how do I learn more? Because I think we've lived on such a Swiss army knife gig economy that you have to be able to do 45 things or you're not going to pay your bills and whether you're in radio or whether you're working at cbs like it doesn't matter that's everybody our age and so and i think it's a lot of the you know i've noticed this about media in general i think people are starting to reject more polished things and things that feel scripted and produced and all that like there's some of that that still exists but i think like if the kardashians were to appear on the scenes right now no one would give a shit yep at all yeah like because there's so many of these other influencers that are just like them that didn't have that that because they were the only option at that point you know that was the wild west we barely had youtube back then when they came around so there was no one else to look at and so that's you know they build their empire great i think that once the old guard finally moves along because I think radio's got a very big generational gap of a lot of people that need to retire and then a lot of people that are ready to move up but are stuck. Because all those people are taking up those spots. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like not to diss someone openly in public that could possibly eventually see this, but like that Maddie guy is a perfect example of like, dude, you're too old. You're too old. Like, you're allowed to have your opinions. You're allowed to feel the way you do. That's fine. I don't agree with it, but... Like you're on a CHR station, like you're talking to 20 somethings. It's a bad take. I don't give a shit what the book says about your ratings. It's irresponsible to leave someone in that position like that. It's a big market. Like anyone will bring in those ratings on that station. Exactly. That's the thing is like, you just put somebody in there long enough and they'll do that. But yeah, they're like, well, he's he's been in there forever and he's got a big 
they'll find someone else especially a top 40 fucking audience you know yeah well and and honestly let's let's all say the ugly baby in the room but the ratings are bullshit like they're so poorly tabulated and not well tracked and like we've had to turn books and have them re-release them before in my cluster like we found errors on Nielsen and they had to reissue the book like I think twice in the last seven years since I've been here you know and that stuff happens but it's like there there could be a better way to and that's why it's like I don't take like when I get good ratings yay I'm excited like I'm on a high right now that's great but like I don't take it too much to heart because at the end of the day like you could have good ratings because 12 people filled out diaries and they all happen to be people that liked you and it doesn't mean anything in the scheme of the actual listening audience like it's I I don't understand why we haven't gone to an app-based venmo based rating system like listen you put an app on your phone it constantly listens like siri will venmo you 10 bucks just leave this app on your phone for a month yeah you don't touch it nothing (laughs) since you've been then doing the show now as it is for so long like do you now do you still wish you kind of had a co-host to bounce off of or you're kind of like i like it better this way I definitely would love to have a secondary person. I mean, I could do it by myself. Like, that's not a problem. It's mm-hmm. just, I think radio is better when you have more than one person. Like, right. I think the best solo job cannot compete with a multiple person morning show, whether it's two, three, four, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's plenty of multiple person radio shows that are awful. Yep. Like, that's not a guaranteed equation, but I think that you can bring a lot more creativity and a lot more perspective to a show when you've got multiple points of view. And I think the two people that are exactly alike don't make a good show. Like you've got to be a little different and you've got to be able to bounce off each other. Like you have to be different in the sense of like different places in life or different perspective, but not too different that you don't, you're not able to work together or or creatively mesh with each other, you know? It's like characters of the show. Like people can like, there's more chances for people to relate to somebody and enjoy it rather than just like, well, I don't like that one person. So yeah I'm not listening well and there's that whole trope of like the dick the dork and the deer like yeah. where there's every morning show should have those three characters even though I don't necessarily agree that those are always the tropes everyone has to play mm-hmm. um but you know I think there is something to it that it's you'll find one of those people that you will relate to in some amount so if the other person saying something obnoxious your person will chime in and you go yeah that's right you got it well yeah and it's like just look at any influencers social media if they haven't gone back and deleted all their old stuff like you could their first video did not get a million views yep and that's how like morning that's how any creative endeavor should be treated like your first run is not going to be great and that's okay you did it like way to go you got off your ass you made something you did something and i'm not saying you put some half-ass shoddy stuff on market three but um you know uh, when it comes to to giving a little more wiggle room for stuff, I think as long as the people are coachable and they've got what it takes to get there, you've you got to let them wiggle a little bit. And that's why these like knee-jerk changes are so bad. Like I see so many stations that fuck themselves over by changing their morning show every year. Yep. So like you're, you're whiplashing your audience and it's like you can't like – no matter how good they all are, the audience doesn't get a chance to get acclimated and then you turn it on them again and they're going to get sick of it and they're just going to leave and not give a fuck no matter what you put on there, no matter how good it could be. And makes it look like, you know, either A, you're hiring terrible people and you look stupid for hiring idiots or B, I don't know. It's just, it's not good. It's not good. It's not a good look for anybody and it makes the audience upset. And it's like, I, you're better off trying to coach somebody than you are trying to pull the rug out from them immediately. Yep. 
unless they're uncoachable i get it there's assholes in this business there's some people that just need to fucking get out the door i get it but like i don't feel like that's that's probably like 10 percent of the time well that's why there's so many less positions now available that sometimes it, it gets so frustrating when i see so many like good ones that aren't in them and then these assholes that still are that i'm just like we didn't, yeah. didn't have room for that now why is it so hard but they just make it so difficult or they still hire these big names you know what i mean well this person was a big name i'm like that's great and all like and they had a big following like back in the day but like they refused to use social media sorry we kind of have to with the job now like i know it sucks oh yeah but, but you have to do it you've got to be approachable because you they're the second they turn their car off you're gone like mm -hmm. so you have to be there in other parts of their day so they remember to come back other than when they're in the car well and they start to get to know you and feel more loyal to you so i feel like my audience is more forgiving to maybe some unpolished parts of my show because they find me endearing because I'm their friend on Facebook. Yeah. That's why I've always been very adamant about having a personal page on Facebook as much as you're supposed to have a page page, and I do. Mm -hmm. But my personal page has 10,000 people on it even though I'm capped at five because I've got 5,000 following me. And I've got all those people on there purely because like they like being able to interact with me and I go and I like having a personal page part because I can go interact on their stuff and I make a point to go through my friends list and just randomly interact with you know there's plenty of radio people on there but like rando normal listeners I'll go like their posts or if I see someone's family is in bad shape I'll hey I'm thinking of you you know and it's like that kind of small stuff I think a lot of people think they're too good for when in reality that one interaction and i hate saying stuff like this because it always feels so conceited but that one interaction like they'll remember that they'll be it's... like holy shit she came and like saw that and cared and was a real person and so now when i say something stupid tomorrow morning that didn't make any sense they're gonna forgive me because i was nice enough to them and it's just i don't know i like being nice to people i like interacting it's spot on and, and i think that's why it works too when it is just the genuine somebody did want to sit down and write down you know a formula of doing that like that is, you know, that's part of it going down and sitting down and interacting with the audience, not just have them interacting on your page, but it's going out liking theirs. You know, I used to do that just from like, like our, as our country station and people would be so yeah. excited if I just liked their photo, you know what I mean? Or, or shared their photo, you know, and give them credit and because people feel like they're a part of it, you know, and there's so yeah. many people that don't do that. And I'm like, that's the easy, literally the, your listeners, you can talk to them, touch them right there, right there. And you don't do it. Well, and I think people let their egos get too big for that kind of small stuff because you think I'm a superstar I'm famous I can do this stuff and like it's easy to to get lazy about it or you know like when I first started early on I used to tell everybody happy birthday every day I mm -hmm. cannot do it anymore I don't have the time I yeah. feel bad that I don't do it anymore but like for the first like two or three years I was on the air with the eagle I would go through every day I had a little graphic happy birthday hope you have a good one and like it's so dumb and it seems so stupid but it's like holy shit the person I listened to on the radio told me happy birthday. That made my day. And that's like, that's one, one five minute activity I would do every single day that, you know, made it, and it built brand loyalty. You know, it's, it's, it, it's making yourself approachable. You're, you're no better than any of these people. And the second you start thinking you are is the second that they're going to turn on you. And when you've been doing it for that long, I could get where it would be easy to be lazy. Cause it's like, we've always done it this way. I don't have to think about it. Why would I change it? But it's like, I think the world has changed so much, not only in the last year, but really in the last like five, 10 years when it became 
you know, it used to be you'd have to actually have somebody give you the right to be an influencer or a creator. Like they had to hand you the keys to the car and say, congratulations, you got a TV show, you got a radio show. But now like any dumb asshole could get their phone and say, I'm an influencer and then actually become one. Exactly. So like your competition is the whole world now versus just the person on a signal right next to you. Like anybody can DJ a podcast show on Twitch now. Like, and, and I'm glad, I'm glad that the, these people have found success doing it. Like, I don't see it as like, you're going to take, like, that just, that gives me an opportunity to work, work harder. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I see what you're doing. I got to, now I got to beat that. So, uh, and I still have a different medium and it's still different and more accessible. Sure. But it's like, I still have to remember those people are also doing the same thing and, and they're finding sometimes more success. I mean, people like Kyle, like Kyle, mm-hmm. the, everything he's pulled with Twitch, it's like, I wish I had the equipment and the time to do something like that because I think it's such good content. It's so well done. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, people are so lazy about that. They don't want to do it. And um, like, and the whole branding thing, that's why I said, like with you, I was just like, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I don't look like the other, you know, I don't have the blonde hair or the whatever. And I'm like, that's great. I love that because to me, it's like, to me, that's more sellable at the end of the day. That, yeah, that's I, like, I look different. I'm easier to spot, you know, like all those people look the same to me. So I'm like, what's the difference between me and blonde girl number seven, you know, like, yeah, I like, cool and, hair. And, <laughs> and the, the whole, yeah. And like the nerdy connection thing too. Like, it's just not like the typical, okay, we're going to go to Target and what every other influencer does. And now I'm just an influencer on the radio. You know, it's like, no, there's an actual brand an actual personality here no matter how good you are, like, I've watched it happen to people that, like, I've watched number one rating people, like, just fall off because someone didn't like them or whatever bullshit that they wanted to fire them for, and I'm like, I just, I'm too anxious, and I'm too much of a people pleaser, I'm happy to be in a company that's like, you just keep doing you and don't piss anyone off, got it, like, they leave me alone, and and I'm not, you know, you know how, like, flanking works where you know obviously there's core stations you prefer to do better because financially they're easier to sell yeah and so because i'm not on one of those stations my pressure is so like when i do great they're like good job but like they're i'm not the one that's expected to hit number one number two very nice to have that freedom of not that i've ever really had bad ratings like i've always stayed top five top ten i think the worst i've ever done is number seven and that was like a fluke book so like you know i always stay in a decent spot but like I don't know. It's, it's nice not to have somebody breathing down my throat about everything I do. And I feel like if I worked for one of the bigger companies that would, I couldn't do it. Like, I just want to be left alone. Let's do radio. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just want to do my job. (laughs) You know, I love, I love the being in the studio, doing my show part of radio, but Mm -hmm. a lot of the other part is very hard. Yeah. Um, And, you know, again, it's all based on how good of a situation you're in like I've had good situations I've had bad situations and I'm very thankful that at least for the most part it's I'm in a pretty good one now that it's just it's quiet and that's the best you could ask where like I don't feel like there's a target on my head I know I'm not making the most in the building and that's fine I don't give a shit like I my bills are paid I'm I'm left alone I get plenty of opportunities for endorsements and remotes I make probably my salary and endorsement remotes doubled so it's like, oh, I, yeah. cause I hustle. I'm, I'm the one, I'm the person the sales reps always go to because I'm the one that will go above them and go get the cloth copy for the client myself. Cause I'm like, listen, I just talked to the client anyway. Yeah. Like, so I'm just going to go ahead and do all of this and I'm going to make your job easy. 
and you just keep selling stuff for me. You go out there and focus on the hard shit. I'll make sure my endorsement gets covered. You just tell me what dates it runs. I'll go talk to the client because the client likes that better anyway, to be honest. And that way there's no misinformation because it's like I've had so many times where I've been given like four copy points. They were all fucking wrong. And then I look like an asshole because yeah. I'm always going to be the one that gets blamed for it. When I could just call the client, like today I had that situation with one of my endorsements where it's like I was told two different giveaways. And they were very similar, but there was one proponent of it that was very different. And it was what the, it was a fireworks thing. And it was like, is the fireworks going to be in the Yeti cooler? Is it in this clear thing? I was uh -huh. like, I don't want to say the wrong thing on air. So I just picked up my phone. I called the client and said, hey, what are, what the fuck are we doing next week? And he's like, oh, this. Cool. Thanks. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Click. And then like, so it's like, and the client's happy because I have now called him and acknowledged him. I'm showing that I give a shit about his promotion. And now I've gotten it right instead of just assuming one of the two people was right or wrong. Yep. And then I don't have to think about it. Like, I'd rather do the two minutes of legwork around them than to, you know, like, drive myself crazy. And, and I think a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And so yeah. then they fuck everything up and then their client's mad at them. And then. <laughs> exactly. And you've made that, um, that connection, that personal thing. So like you said, the, the client will now be more forgiving, just like you said, how your listeners would be, because they now know you. It's not just like some voice. They have that relationship with you now, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and they're spending a lot of money. Like the least I can do, like, sure, I'm not getting most of that money, but the least I could do is make them feel like they made an investment. They're, they're trusting me to get their product out there. And the clients that I have a back and forth with, I'm able to get their message out better. I'm able to help them promote their stuff much better. And it just, it works better. Like I've noticed that like anything that's a national or something weird, it always feels junky and clunky and shitty and fake. And, and when I could just go to the client and be like, Hey, do you care if I say X, Y, Z? No. Like, like my, the CBD hemp client I have that I get my Delta eight from, like, I just told her, I was like, do you care if I say stuff like, don't buy your CBD at a gas station because that's sketchy. She's like, no, that's hilarious because I can't say that. So if you say it, we're good. <laughs> like, so yeah, I'm all in. And so it's like, but I feel like like my sales rep would have been like, no, don't say that. That's offensive to somebody. But it's like, that's what made the spot better. That's what made people go in because they're like, oh shit, I really should stop buying my drugs at a gas station. <laughs> Not yeah, drugs, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. my my pharmaceuticals, whatever. My my relief of pain and other things I should not but as you know it's like you're not gonna buy your Xanax at the gas station why would you buy you know like uh -huh. go to the pharmacy go to the place it comes from and get good stuff exactly <laughs> the interviews with you guys but I need to go through and get like the small clips to have them like even distributed even more to get the stuff out there well I think this is a more realistic take on what's happening because I think asking the people that have had a great success story and never had any struggle how they got there it's bullshit like yeah congrats you did a good thing that's not that you shouldn't be you shouldn't feel good about it but it's like if you haven't struggled and you don't know what it's like to go through a lot you've just lucked your way you failed up all the way or whatever like right you don't have a relatable story I would rather hear from somebody that's in a similar position to me as to how they manage to deal with the same bullshit I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis in a better way and while you're not technically in the industry you're one of the people I really admire in the industry just because you've got a really good perspective and you're you know I think a lot of people in this industry are very have been for a lot of years very thin-skinned and unwilling to talk to or hear from other people and I think that you've definitely brought a lot of us together in a good way like I don't think I would know as many people in the industry if it weren't for radio fam so like oh, awesome. genuinely appreciative of what you've done to showcase and highlight people because 
like our companies aren't going to put that effort in and you go above and beyond to help a lot of us get our name out there and like super appreciate that so thank you I love it (laughs) I mean that is my favorite part you know I love like I've had people say you know like oh my company would never post my stuff or you know and I'm just like why not you know it's again it's a family why you know it's it's not that serious either too you know it's in social media just, let's just have fun guys and and, and, yeah. and enjoy something that we all love together absolutely and 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 we should all be bouncing off each other because at the end of the day we're less competition with each other than we are with the rest of mediums at this point so we all need to band together more than fight at this point exactly. i think 20 years ago that was a healthy mindset i think now it's really stupid the whole radio fam's <laughs> got to come together <laughs> well thank you for spending your friday talking to me yeah, just let me know if you need anything for me in the future, too, or if I can help you in any way, because always happy to help. So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I will talk okay. to you soon. Have a good day and a good weekend. All right, you too. Bye.